I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a beautiful guest. Her name is Sarah Amaral, and she is a photographer, but she is so many other things. She's a very intuitive soul, beautiful person, and very artistic and very creative and very open-minded, open to spirit and open to inspiration. And the reason I really wanted to chat with Sarah on the podcast is because she's not what I would say like a regular photographer. She uses her intuition to really create stunning images And what I've noticed is experiences for her clients, the people that she works with. And she does connect with people in such a heartfelt way. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Wonderful, wonderful. So to begin, do you remember how how we met when we met it must have been a long time ago I think well that's the thing it was a long time ago but my sense of time is all over the place and my memory's awful but I do know that I had more than one reading with you I had a couple and we also had a shoot together so I don't know if we had originally met through Facebook I'm assuming that's what it was but I do know I had readings with you and they were awesome Yeah, yeah. So that was, I think, at the very beginning when I first started offering readings professionally. Right. And yeah, I remember having such a lovely connection. And I remember you saying to me at some point in one of the readings, oh, you're really doing what you're you're meant to be doing. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I feel that. So it was kind of cool. But no, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here. So Tell us a little bit about your interest in photography. How did that come about? How did that get started? So I think it started when I was in high school. I got really lucky because we had an amazing fine arts program. So I was the girl that I struggled a lot with math and science, and maybe I skipped a few of those classes often. (laughs) But when it came to drama and art and photography, I was always there and always excited. And I got really lucky because we learned on the old 35 millimeter film cameras. And we even had a dark room in our high school. So I got to actually go out and experiment and take photos and then go back to the classroom and actually develop the negatives into photos. And I think that really sparked that excitement within me and my imagination and that I could create whatever I wanted to. And I actually still have the negatives from from high school. And I look at them sometimes because I think, yeah, that's where it started. And I feel so fortunate that we had that program because for me, it just took me on that path. It, it always kind of stayed with me. Beautiful, beautiful. And so from there, how did it develop and turn into your work? Like it turned into your career? So from the time I left high school until I was, I guess, 27, I had so many different jobs, like I can't even count. And I never felt that passion, that excitement that a person like me has to feel. It's all or nothing with me. So when I got pregnant and I had my son, yeah, I was 27 and I was on maternity leave. So of course I had more time and I just started taking more pictures and I'd go out and just experiment. And I had a couple friends that were already married and I asked them if they wanted to go to the beach and do a mock engagement session. So we just Uh, took, we were there probably like an hour and a half and I took a ton of different photos and went home and edited them and I was so excited. And that night I went on Facebook, uploaded the pictures and the very next day I got my first booking. And literally from that point on, 
that's it. Like it was word of mouth. I constantly got consistent bookings and I can say my life changed forever. And I was lucky also because that was when Facebook was first becoming really popular. So I really got in there because to this day, I mean, it's been 12 years I've been doing it professionally and I still don't have a website. It's all just word of mouth, Facebook, that's it. So yeah, from there, it was no looking back. And I still remember that feeling of getting my first booking and I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's going to pay me to do this. And I think 12 years in and I still feel that like every shoot, I kind of feel awe that this is my job and that people pay me to do this. I feel very grateful for that. Definitely. I so relate and resonate to that because it was very similar to my experience with deciding to do the professional readings. It was like word of mouth. And it was one of those things where somebody had a great positive experience. And then all of a sudden within that week to the next month, and all of a sudden it was just booked and it, right? And you're in it and it's happening. And I think for, for me, sometimes people are like, Oh, like, weren't you nervous? I'm like, yeah, I think it happened that way because I didn't have time to really, yeah, I felt nervous, but I didn't have time to really do anything about it because it was just happening. Right. So sometimes you're just thrown into it, but it's, it's, I think in those cases, very much meant to be. Well, and that's the thing, when you start taking the steps, you and I were people that follow our heart, right? We're heart people. And I think once you start taking those steps, just doors start opening, opportunities start happening. And I think a lot of times that's what stops people is they overthink these things. If you want to do it, the only way is just to do it. Like I would say yes to things and then figure out afterwards what I'm going to do. It was always yes, yes, yes. And then scramble, scramble, scramble. And then the magic would happen because once you say yes, you're opening yourself up to those opportunities. hundred percent, hundred percent. Same, same. Like, yeah, it's totally the same. Like people would be like, Oh, what about a group reading? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'd never done one, but I would say, okay and show up and then it would happen and so that turns into something that you continue to do and yeah so it's amazing it's amazing so you certainly followed and listened to your intuition as far as going in that direction and then um, allowing yourself to keep following it that's basically what you continue to do when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grew up like were there certain things that you really want well it's not very inspiring I I actually have a book here from when I was a kid. I think we had all written one and given it to our grandparents. And it asks, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think my answer was I wanted to work in a store. (laughs) So it's not very um, exciting. And I'm pretty sure it was because I wanted to work with the cash register. Those fancy buttons looked pretty appealing. But after that, it's like I was never clear like I was never one of those people even in high school that had any idea what I wanted to do I was just open and all love and happiness and I knew I wanted to travel and I did that and I just couldn't wait to get out into the real world but I never had a clear idea of what I wanted to do which is exciting because then you kind of follow your path and see what it leads you to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely What do you think is the best part of the work that you do? And then also, what is the most difficult? So for the best part, I mean, hands down, it's definitely the people and the connections that I make. So, I mean, I've had people that have been with me since the very beginning. So I get to watch families grow and evolve. And so many of us become like family and having those connections just means so much to me. That for sure is the best part. And along with being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, being a free bird, doing what I want to do when I want to do it. I am the type of person I can't operate any other way. So that is also the best part. Like again, every day I just say thank you because I feel so much gratitude to be able to do this. And as for the most difficult, I would say, well, there's two parts. The first is, I think, being self-employed. It's a blessing because you set your own hours. Again, you do what you want when you want to do it. But you also, it's very difficult to turn it off. So you're kind of always working. And I actually once saw this theme. It said, I was tired of working nine to five. So I became self-employed and now I work 24-7. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's how I feel. It's very, I always have my phone. I always feel like I am on working. 
But mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like that goes hand in hand. And I feel like it's a very small price to pay to be able to do whatever you want. And yeah, because I feel so passionate about what I do. It's not a problem per se, but it is sometimes challenging to turn that work part of your brain off. And then I would just say for myself in particular, it is just the pressure because I am an anxious person and I tend to put so much pressure on myself. So before any big shoot, like for example, this weekend I have Chicky Sessions coming up and I've been Mm -hmm. doing that for 10 years. This is our 10th annual one. And still I am a nervous wreck before, even though I know what I'm doing. I know it's going to be great. I'm so excited, but there is so much nervous energy. So for me personally, it's just the pressure that I put on myself that is also the most challenging of what I do. Yeah, I I can totally relate to that. And I think it speaks volumes, though, because I think that the pressure, mm-hmm. it's also very much connected to your determination to create something like high quality, beautiful, yes. the experience of it, the energy of it. Right. And I would even say, I I actually feel for you when you are working, mm-hmm. you are kind of, you are really, you're working energetically. Like you just are because that's who you are. You're so connected. So when you're getting ready for these big events and sessions where you're going to be working with a lot of people, I almost wonder if it's not like, the spirit world kind of works with our nervous system, right? right? So before I do, like yesterday I taught at a workshop, there's a bunch of people, mm-hmm. that energy can feel like anxiety and it can feel really, really strong. But actually a lot of it is literally the spirit world almost like getting you prepared, getting you ready mm-hmm. to work with the energy. So you could also, on top of that pressure of wanting to be like, do something very, very beautifully and well right you could also be just picking up on and really kind of connecting with with spirit yeah for sure I I think it's that also and yeah and also I do yeah I have that pressure where it's like the night before you feel like okay tomorrow I have to be on like you said I connect with people on a very deep level and yeah there is that feeling like oh like something big is going to happen tomorrow and There's been so many times where the night before I am just a mess and I don't sleep and I'm up panicking and I'm a walking gong show. But then I show up to the shoot with the biggest smile. We produce awesome images and nobody would ever know unless I told them, which I tend to do because I'm very vocal about these things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I totally get it. And I think that's something that it may always be, you may always have that feeling. And it's, I think just part, maybe part also of this process. So you kind of, you kind of go through that process, but that's amazing. What about like, so this is what I'm really intrigued by. So your intuition and your connection with spirit, right? I know that you have experiences during your life, but also I know in your sessions, like I I would just love if you would share some experiences or stories that you have in that way. Right. So everything I do in my life, I tend to be a sponge and I absorb Mm -hmm. energies around me. Generally, it's just a feeling or even sometimes when I look at a person, I feel like, and I don't know how this sounds, but I feel like I can see like their energy around them. And I feel like... I can always tell if there's a blockage or something. I don't know. I just sense it. And I tend to, again, be very vocal about those things and even risk looking like a fool. But I I always, I'm genuine. I always have to say what I'm feeling. So there's been so many times. I mean, I can't even count the number of times where I have a session with someone and I'm definitely feeling something, whether it's a spirit presence around them or something going on in their life or a message that I have to convey to them. So I'll give you one story. For example, when I lived in my other house, I was having a boudoir session with a woman. She was in her 20s and she was going to be getting married that summer. And when she came to my place, like immediately I could feel a male presence around her. Like it was strong. And I think I was really trying not to say anything. I'm like, okay, let's just focus on the shoot. Let's just get the work done. 
But like halfway through, I said to her, I'm like, I'm so sorry if this is weird. I said, but I just have to tell you, I said, I am feeling a very, very strong male presence around you. And I said, I don't know if anyone has passed close to you. I said, but like someone is here. And she started crying because people tend to do that when you're talking about these things. And she said that her father had passed away. And so I started getting all of these feelings and communicating some messages to her and everything was very accurate. And she got really emotional. And of course, I had goosebumps because that's always my sign that I'm telling the truth. So she went into the washroom. She was changing her outfit. And something in my head kept on saying the words red licorice, which is the most random thing ever. But I just kept on hearing red licorice, red licorice. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to say this to her. This is so embarrassing. She's going to think I'm nuts. And she came out of the bathroom and I said, I know this sounds so weird. I said, but something keeps telling me to say to you, red licorice. And her mouth just dropped open and she's like, oh my God. She goes, my dad always had to have red licorice in our house. She goes, that was his favorite treat. And us kids were always taking it and he'd always get after us for taking his red licorice away. And I was covered in goosebumps and I was just shocked. And there's always this relief too, because there's always some fear in speaking these things, especially when it's something so random like red licorice. And, but then there's a sense of relief and I get my goosebumps. It tells me, yes, you're saying the right thing. And of course it brings a lot of comfort to people that have lost people close to them. And I had told her, I said, I have a feeling your wedding is coming. Well, when your wedding day comes that your dad is going to give you a very clear sign and you are going to know that it's him. And she messaged me later that year after she'd gotten married. And she said, oh, I just, I had to write you to let that on my wedding day, I had a little moment to myself and I went out onto the terrace. I think they were at a vineyard. And she goes, and there was this massive eagle that flew right above me. She goes, and I knew with all my heart, it was my dad. She goes, so I did get the sign and I just wanted to like that. So, yeah. So little things like that happen a lot where I get the feelings, I get the messages and I feel like I always have to say it in the chance that I am right in, in case that person does need to receive that message, because obviously it's happening for a reason. And I feel like sometimes anxiety or uncomfortable feelings do come if you don't release those things. They are in you for a reason. And I know a lot of people, they've messaged me before saying, oh, I feel like I have this ability, but everyone thinks I'm crazy or like, what can I do? And honestly, I think it's just being real with yourself and accepting that that is in you for a reason. And you have to kind of put the fear aside and just let it out. You're doing yourself a favor. You're doing other people a favor by speaking what is within you. I mean, I think in your case, especially because like, I'm always, (laughs) I'm always very adamant about people like not just randomly going up to strangers and doing it. But for you, your clients know you, they're very aware that you're, you are sensitive and that you are very intuitive so I think in your case like the fact that you you're asking them it's not like you're just like blah 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 like giving them information and they haven't asked for it but you I know I know you that you would ask them and I do think that you are they're drawn to you for that purpose not only for your talent with what you're doing with your photography Mm -hmm. but they're also drawn to you because of that energy so they're receiving healing and that that client that had that experience and the red licorice, it, that is something that you would, in a logical way, be like, oh, this makes no sense to me. Right. I have no idea what this means. Yes. But actually, that is probably one of the most evidential things you could offer her mm-hmm. because it's not something there's any way you could ever know. There's not some weird way that you could have, like, because people are always like, oh, well, what if they should look me up or look right. this on Facebook or whatever? It's like that kind of thing, that kind of information is not going to be available anywhere. That's right. So it's very, very significant. So those are two words, literally, that sometimes, like, I'll say this to students, they won't see it. They think it's insignificant or they think it's just random. Right. And then I'm like, no. So you, ha- you do have to speak what you receive in that sense so that you can kind of have that validation she understands it mm-hmm. and then there's that that link that that sort of connection that is made and then for her to have her experience on her wedding and 
had to have noticed that sign. Who knows if she would have noticed it really or connected it necessarily to her dad unless you hadn't have had that conversation with her. Right. And sorry, I was just going to say, and you're so right, like about these people are coming to me and I kind of can sense if they're open to it or not because you have... The person does have to be open to a certain degree. And even if I mention something and it feels like they don't want to receive that, I won't say anything, right? But it's funny because I remember there was one time, sorry, it's making me laugh when I was younger and I remember I was ordering a pizza mm-hmm. and the person on, on the phone, I was getting such a strong feeling from and I'm like, Sarah, you're just ordering pizza. Do not give them any personal information. So I really had to hold myself back. But you talking about that totally reminded me of that moment where you really do have to pick and choose when yeah. the right moment or if that person is open to receiving or if you're even in a place to do that, right? Like sometimes it's just not appropriate and you yeah. do have to kind of filter what should come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. It's just like, okay, in this moment, just let me be chill. Like just just yes. order this pizza and let's just get on. And move on and move on. The lady doesn't want a reading from you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there is one story I just wanted to share with you quickly. Yeah. Um, it is not my own intuition, but it is an experience that happened at one of my photo shoots that I think about very often. And it was so beautiful. So there was this couple getting married and the bride's uh, brother had passed away. And usually when there is a passing in the family and you're doing a wedding, you can, I personally can really, of course, feel that energy. And he loved birds and he really had a strong connection with birds. He was always rescuing birds and so much so that in her wedding dress, she had feathers. And so the day of they were getting married, it was a beautiful summer day and there were a lot of emotions and she was walked down the aisle by her dad and they were both crying and the most beautiful thing happened, though, she was saying I do to her husband. And in that very moment, above, there was a tree and one single feather came floating down and landed in someone's lap. And everyone gasped. And I was just, again, I have goosebumps right now saying it. And just having that sign, like seeing, aside from my own intuition and things that happened there, Seeing signs and witnessing those and being present for it is just amazing. Like that's another thing that I feel so fortunate for on weddings or things like that. Like sometimes things like that happen and some people get absolutely amazed by them and others don't really pay attention. For me, that was such a clear sign from her brother and I think about it all the time. So I just had to share that one with you. I knew you'd appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that gave me that like, full body chills, yes. tingles, just listening to it. Yeah. And that feeling, like, I always wonder for people who don't really pay attention to it or are kind of like, oh, yeah, that could be just coincidence. Right. I always think like, oh, they must not get the same feeling. Like, they mu- must not have the same kind of experience of it, like, on a physical, emotional level. Right. Because when those things happen to, say, you or me, like, there's no doubt it there's no doubt. Like it just, you can feel it. You could tell the difference between a random occurrence and something that is so divinely orchestrated, perfectly timed. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, how, how, how can that be anything other than such a beautiful way of him saying, I'm right here. I am here with you. Like you, so. Yes. And you are so right. You feel it. That's the thing. When I, when I get an intuitive feeling and I speak it, I feel that I'm saying the right thing again, because I will get chills all over my body. Or if there's a sign, you just know. And same with that woman that I worked with that saw the eagle above her head. She knew. Like when you get a sign, you feel it. It's not just coincidence. You feel it within you. Totally. Totally. I mean, I think that's phenomenal. So that would be something that like you still think about. I bet she'll never forget that in her whole life. And it's just always so amazing to me how the spirit world works with such dedication to make that happen because the way that they explain it to me it's like those types of things are not actually that easy to pull off like I think it takes a lot of energy and a lot of planning and not only do they have to have something happening in that moment they also have to draw our attention to it our to it 
And that sometimes is not always an easy task. So I think that so many things have to occur in exactly the right timing in order for us to just receive that sign. And so each time it's such an amazing miracle. Like I'll, I think for myself, like I'll never tire of that and it'll never stop being thrilling when those things happen. I absolutely agree. And I think those are the things that remind me that there's so much more than this, like, like than just where we are right now. There's so much beyond because there's too many amazing things that exist or happen or we witness that there's no explanation for it. It just is more. There's so much more than we realize. And yes, moments like that, it just makes me feel like a kid again, where I feel that awe. And it's just so, it's magical. It's amazing to see that happen from kind of one side to the other to, like you said, so many things need to happen in order for that moment to happen and for us to notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's such a blessing to you have been a part of that. And yeah, I think everyone there um, would have been touched by it in some way. Yes, for sure. What about, now this is just me being a bit nosy, but I'm always so intrigued with people's zodiac signs. So will you share with us your sun sign and if your moon and rising, like, would you tell me? Melissa, I have no clue. (laughs) You're going to laugh at me because for someone that's so into this stuff, I have no idea. Beyond knowing that I'm a Scorpio, I know nothing else. Oh, that's so funny. I'm sitting here because I knew I was going to ask you about your zodiac and I'm like, oh, I feel like she's a Scorpio. But okay, so Knowing that, okay, so let's look at that. So what I would say just out of for your own curiosity, it would be cool to find out so you can anytime you can go online and just put like free birth chart, like Google, and put in your name and your birth date and your birth time and the place that you're born. And it will give you your chart and you can look at like what your moon sign is and it'll show you what your rising sign or ascendant. The moon is kind of like your inner your inner emotional self. And then the rising is kind of like who you've come here to be. So it's kind of like that kind of energy. So it's neat to look at the sun because the sun sign is like the Scorpio. So your birth sign, but then the the other one sometimes can give like just information or a little bit more context because not obviously not all Scorpios are the same and not all you know of each sign we have so many intricacies but anyways for the Scorpio so okay so you relate to so Scorpio's water sign so you understand about like the emotional that you feel feel your way through life what else do you relate to with the like common like Scorpio I think we are very I say we all as Scorpios I think they're all or nothing We work on a very deep level, very attached to the mysteries of life. And, and I think, oh gosh, this sounds like so egotistical. I I don't know if that's a Scorpio thing too, but I feel like we have, we claim our power, if that makes any sense. I think that Scorpios are very in tune and yeah, I think we just work on a deeper level. And I think maybe that kind of intuitive psychic ability is very present with Scorpios and yeah, I think we're just very intense people. That's exactly that's exactly the word I was just going to say. I was going to say there's like an intensity. Yes. Yeah, that I, that's what I've noticed anyway with, with Scorpios. We're passionate people. Yeah. And I also there's something about this connection to the senses. Like I, I feel like Scorpios want to experience all of the yeah. textures of life, the the taste, the... The smell, the fragrance, the, the, like, just tactile, like, really, really experience those, those parts of life. Okay, I can't speak for all Scorpios, but me, that is me in a nutshell. Like, I, I truly do savor things. Like, even the other day, I was, I'm, like, spraying my perfume, and I literally just, like, stopped and inhaled, and I'm like, oh, like, I savor every little scent, every little taste. I, it, I, it does feel stronger to me, I think then maybe yeah. most, I don't know. I, again, I can't speak for other people, but for myself, yes, the senses feel very heightened within me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could, oh, right. I could really see that for you. Definitely. That's, yeah, that's so interesting. I'm always just, yeah, it's so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I want to do that. I will check out my sun sign. You have to tell me because yeah, your moon and your ascendant, or even if you get the chart, just screenshot it and send it to me. And I can just tell you a little bit. I'm not a astrologist by any means, but I 
do like intuitively look at it and say, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Okay, so. I will because now I'm super curious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Being curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. What about, I'm thinking like for your younger self, if you were going to give advice to your younger self, what would you, what would you say? I need to take a deep breath there. What's funny is that you said your younger self and I suddenly feel like super emotional for some reason. Yeah. Um, it can, it's weird how we carry this essence of our, of our younger self, right? Like our inner child. So the first thing, actually, when you said that, when you said the advice you want to give to your younger self, for some reason, I just imagined myself giving her a big hug, first of all, which yeah. I think is maybe like a safety thing. Like you are safe because... I think even as a 40-year-old woman now, I tend to feel, how do I put it? I guess, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm lacking a sense of safety and I always feel like I need someone to protect me or take care of me or not trust my own independence. But when I, when you ask me that question, advice for your younger self, I would say there's a few things. It would be like using her voice, not being afraid to say no to people mm -hmm. and knowing that she, I say she, her, I don't mm -hmm. owe others anything to never settle and to also don't try so hard. Like I feel like sometimes in life we're always trying so hard for things and we always have to push, but sometimes we can let go and let things happen naturally the way they're supposed to. And I feel like when I was younger, like from from when I was a kid to a teenager, especially in my teenage years to 20s, mm -hmm. I feel like I was really into people pleasing and no was probably not even in my vocabulary. And I think there was kind of this sense of, I always felt confident in my life, but always insecurity because it's almost like, yeah, almost like you feel like you owe people things. And I think that's been one of the best things about being where I'm at in my life now. I'm 40 and I feel very secure and very confident and being able to say no is not a problem because I know I had to take care of myself first. And I think that is what I would tell my younger self. But at the same time, I know in life, you have to go through the process. You have to, it's a journey to get there, right? Like you have to put in the work to get to a point where you feel, or in my case, where I am now, where I had to learn the hard way in a lot of cases. Yeah, to be able to stand my ground and use my voice and not be afraid to say no. And it's a wonderful feeling when you get there. But that's what I would say to my younger self anyhow. Yeah. No, it's so wise. It's so wise. And I totally agree with you. It's like, there's I because I think about that. I think about like, okay, I'm so aware of the inner child and right. like the healing that I think most of us, like I've not met one person who couldn't benefit from maybe looking at how they could nurture their inner child like, I think it, it's a thing for a reason that people talk about because wow. it's true but I totally know what you're saying it's like yeah there's things that we could we would want that inner child to know but then you yeah you wouldn't change it because it's like yeah of course we need to experience some of those things even if there there's some that are painful to be able to come to this place of actually having that empowerment and really embodying some of those things that I think if you don't know the other part of it the other side of it the you don't know the shadow part of it it's really hard to almost embrace the light of it right. as much yeah. right so I totally resonate with what you're saying there I think that's beautiful and a lot of times very intuitive people or even like people are very open-hearted and empathic we do struggle with the no mm -hmm. because we do at the end of the day really feel other people's wants desires needs yeah almost like it's our own mm -hmm. so it can become very tricky to then say no when you can feel someone's disappointment right. or you can feel someone's anger or whatever it is mm -hmm. you're feeling that energy so I think what happens I've noticed a lot of times with intuitive people and we will then almost like save ourselves the the trouble of feeling that person's like emotion like that it's going to be negative so we'll almost be like oh easier just to say yes and then I don't have to deal with the anxiety of yes. feeling this person whatever yes. and then 
I think what you're saying, which is beautiful, and this is the goal, right, is to get people to say, okay, <laughs> that we do not actually, we might be aware of someone's disappointment or anger or whatever, mm -hmm. but we don't actually have to take it on. We don't have to feel it ourselves. Okay. And it doesn't have to dictate then what we're just supposed to say yes to everything that someone asks of us for the rest of our lives like every single person like that will never I mean I mean I was on that path for a while but it doesn't work out it doesn't benefit uh it doesn't benefit us in any way it's not mentally I don't think it's mentally healthy so I think it is like weighing that out and realizing oh wait a minute like yeah you do have a voice and you can say no and you can say it lovingly and you can say it in, in a way that is uh, truthful but it yeah it, it's not the end of the world yeah, because like you said you do feel the disappointment of the person so in the past there'd be cases where someone would ask me something and I wanted to say no so I would just avoid instead but then mm -hmm. I feel anxious about avoiding because anxious <laughs> about saying no but I got to a point in my life where it's like okay well if I say yes to this thing it's going to create more anxiety within myself because I'm saying yes to something that I know I want to say no to. And in the end, they might feel disappointed, but they're going to get over it and move on. And mm -hmm. I'm at a place where boundaries are really important and protecting my own feelings and mental health is number one. And I'm like, well, too bad. Like you have to reach a point where no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to choose for you. You have a voice for a reason and you can say no and still be a very kind, loving, giving person. But you can still be selective and still be true to yourself and what you want to commit to or not commit to. Or I think it's just such a powerful word. It really is to be able to say no and not feel guilt about it. It's very freeing when you get to that point. And again, I wasn't always like that. It was always hard for me to say no. I did things that I didn't want to, but that word wasn't within me. And now being at that point, it's like, ah, it's liberating to feel that. Yeah. Well, also it's authenticity. It allows you the freedom to just be really authentic. That's right. And I think that anxiety for me, before I was telling people about things that I, you know, was experiencing or feeling before I said, like kind of came out of the spiritual closet, I think there was a lot of anxiety because I wasn't really authentic because there was this big part of me that wasn't being shared. There's a big part right. of me that doesn't know about. Right. And so I think that it is, you're right. It is so freeing to be like, well, this is it. This is the truth. This is how I feel. And it's up to someone how they want to, how they want to receive it, but it has nothing right. really to do with us yeah. as far as how they're going to perceive I, that information. So yeah, I love that. And I think it's important for people to hear that. Mm hmm what about books? Is there a book? I'm sure there are, but a few, but one that has changed your life. In terms of like, I love books. It's funny because I have like a mountain of books in my house. My son keeps yeah. on telling me I'm a book hoarder, but I'm not. Yeah. I just, I like having them there. And even if I read them, I like sometimes to walk up and see which one grabs your attention and maybe flip to a random page and read it. There's a book that I read when I was a teenager, and I don't know if it changed my life per se, but I loved it. It was called She's Come Undone by Wally Lamb. Okay. Um, I read that when I was a teenager and I just loved it. I think I read it a few more times after that. But in the story, the reason why it might've been life-changing is there was a character named Dante and that name just clicked and it stood out to me so strong and after I read that book I would always say when I get older I'm gonna have a son and it's gonna be Dante like I just it was like a fact and so when I got pregnant I did not find out what I was having and most people thought I was having a girl but I knew I knew it was a boy and we entertained a few different names but on the day he was born I was like can we name him Dante I'm like this is Dante and that was it. So in terms of books, for that reason, that is the one that changed my life because of the Dante and because it sparked something and somehow manifested into the sun that I have today. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. I had that feeling with my daughter Yeah. Um, before like, I had my son. And then after he was like three or four, I had this feeling like I was like, I was just I, I knew I was, wanted to have a daughter too. I wanted to have like a second child and I knew I wanted her name to be Avery. And I would just like, like write it out. You know, just like write out baby name. I don't know if you did that too, but like oh, yeah. write out names that you love. Like oh, even yeah. if you're not even 
anywhere near pregnant or even in a position to be pregnant. Like I was single at the time, but just writing it out and I'd be like, write it out. And I was just like, yes, this is my daughter. And then when a couple of years after that, when I did get pregnant and we were, we did find out it was a girl, but I knew, I knew it was. We had the list, X, now X, but at the time it put his names that he liked for a girl and I put my names. Really, Avery was the only one that I loved, but there was a few others that I added. Yeah. And literally on my list, Avery was the only name, the only name that he liked. Yeah. Um, and so then it was just easy. It was just like, oh, that's it. That's her name. So it's just, it's so cool how you kind of have almost that like, knowing mm-hmm. yeah the connection the knowing and like i said yeah we did entertain a few different names but it was always like the moment he was born i'm like that's it that's dante that's that's the one i've been waiting for there he is <laughs> i love it i love it that's amazing what about okay so this came up as i was thinking about our conversation so i was wondering if you'd ever considered hosting some kind of workshop for people interested in being creative with photography, like mixing intuition and photography, I don't know, like there's something about that. I thought, oh, that we could even collaborate someday. Looking at something like that would be so cool. What? That is something I get asked a lot about workshops and stuff like that. And it's an avenue that I've never explored, but I, I mean, the idea super excites me and I would love to do it. But again, I just, yeah, it's been something, oh, it's on the to-do list. I'll do it one day, but yes, for sure. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. I just think it's cool. There's so many different things that you could do in that way. And just, yeah, it's like a different, it's a bit of a different energy. So it kind of be, I don't know, I think that might be something who knows, maybe down the road, something to, to look at. Yes, for sure. I'd love that. What about anxiety? Like I know this is topic, but so many, so many people experience anxiety and heightened anxiety. And like, is there anything that you've, you've learned for your, like through your own experiences that you would want to share with other people who may be experiencing it? Well, Melissa, this is a whole world. We could do like a million podcasts on this, just on this topic. But I mean, I have a vast experience with anxiety and oh goodness, I've experienced so much with it. But in terms, I mean, in a nutshell of what I've learned is I am, like a lot of people with anxiety, a highly sensitive person. And when I say highly, I mean highly. Like... I, for example, I'm going to give you a small example. This just popped into my head. This happened the other day. I'm sitting at home. I hear yelling, which I mean, most would react to. But if I hear any yelling, like out in the distance, I'm talking like probably some car yelling at one another or something. Immediately, my whole body is like alarms going off. Like suddenly it's like, oh, the short of breath and oh, something's going on. And my whole body tenses up and it could be something so little it could be some little tiny argument between strangers that has nothing to do with me and I feel that a lot or for example going to a store I freaking hate fluorescent lighting (laughs) like I go to a store fluorescent lighting lots of people feeling overwhelmed sensory overload it's just like too much and it goes back to that thing about feeling everything very deeply and it's a blessing and a curse And it can be a great thing and it can also be a nightmare, but you have to kind of navigate it in your own way. So for me, again, I'm fortunate enough to be self-employed and to be able to manage how much I work, how much I don't work, how I work. Um, And every day I feel like I need to balance all that stimulation and that, that anxious feeling with just like nothing, nothingness. So I always say like in the morning, I'm a bumblebee at night, I'm a potato. Because I get, like, I wake up early, start my routine, I'm go, go, go. But at night, I need to balance that out and just be, like, less stimulation, just more calm, relaxing, because I need that. And for me, in my case, I mean, with anxiety, I've always been vocal about it. It's kind of like how you were saying earlier, when you feel a certain way, sometimes it hurts to hold it in. And For me, in my case, I just, I always needed to release it. I needed to connect to people to feel understood, to feel like, I don't know, that maybe other people could benefit from my talking about it. And I think we've come clearly a very long way 
in people being able to discuss any type of disorder that they have. And life isn't easy. And I think the connection is really important to be able to talk to other people about how you're feeling and open up about it and not have shame. And it's a process. And there's a lot of great resources out there these days to help people that are anxious. And yeah, I mean, it's a whole world. Like I said, anxiety is truly a whole world and it can be very scary and feel very lonely, but it can get better and it does get better. And you just have to learn to navigate through it and be gentle with yourself and find what works best for you. I agree. And it's almost like a bit of a parallel, like we could look look and say the same for life. Like there's times that it is really scary and it is really hard and you could feel like it's totally out of your own control. Yeah. But yeah, it's about navigating it and finding what works for you. So I I think that's, yeah, that's beautiful. And you're right. It It's one of those things that I think Everyone experiences it to some extent, but I think that those of us that experience it intensely, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very hard to explain or it's hard to put into words what it actually Mm -hmm. I feel like um, and how it manifests. And I think it manifests differently for different people, but it's, yeah, it can be something that is, yeah, you, I know that there is some shame involved or stigma sometimes when you start talking about things like that, but you're right to be able to find, to have have an outlet to actually express about it and then notice that there's so much connection and support and like other people that are just like they felt that same thing so there is something about that that is really healing I think and one thing I I have to say I have to share for whoever listens is that I think the greatest shift that comes with anxiety I firmly believe is when you stop resisting it so Our initial reaction in life, in any way, if we're under attack, if something's happening, we fight it and we don't want it and we do everything to stop it. Where anxiety works on the opposite level where you have to welcome it, embrace it, accept it. And because the more you fight it, the more you're going to get of it. So even this weekend, I had a not great weekend with anxiety and sometimes it feels like I'm back at square one and it's like, it's hard. And I I had to really be aware of my thinking and be like, that's okay. This is what I'm feeling and I'm going to allow it. I It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. But when I start resisting it and being like, oh no, I'm this is going to get bad again. My anxiety is going to be the worst it's ever going to be. I'm never going to get better. That just creates more anxiety. You're just ramping it up. You're fueling the fire and it will never ever get better like that the only way is to allow yourself to feel that and welcome it and there's been so many books that I've read where it really has that same theme where even if you feel a panic attack coming on instead of fighting it you say bring it on like if I need to panic right now come on give me your best give me your worst oh I'm gonna feel short of breath come on make me feel more this isn't enough like encourage it because then it shows your body that this isn't scary, that you aren't under attack, that your body is just misplacing that that adrenaline or fight or flight, but you're safe. So when you encourage it, it's like, oh, okay, we're fine. And it settles it instead of getting yourself ramped up over these emotions that will eventually subside. That's great. Yeah, that's great advice. And I agree, whatever. I mean, it's true. It, whatever you resist literally will persist. So might as well you might as well face it and allow it and then in that in those moments experience it um remind yourself yes like this will this will end this will this will pass it will pass so that do it is through it as they say yeah 100 percent. oh i love that thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. is there a quote that you love that you would want to share with us? There are two quotes and both of them come from my high school days again, actually. So the first one, when I was in high school, there was a quote on the wall by Henry Ford. And it said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that one always stuck with me because, again, even relating to photography, it's like, Just thinking you can do something means you can. If I want to do something, it means I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. And on the opposite spectrum of that, if you tell yourself you can't, guess what? You're not going to. 
And it really is that simple. It's like such a black and white statement, but for me, it rings so true. And the other one was from my art class. And whenever we were looking at an object and having to sketch it, my art teacher would say, you're looking, but are you seeing? And that's another one that always stuck with me because yes, every day, a lot of us go through the motions, we have our routines and you're looking at things, but are you actually seeing them? And that can be related to so many things. Looking, but are you seeing? You're eating, but are you tasting? You're existing, but are you living? Right? Like, I feel like it's so relatable to so many things. So I always kind of ask myself, like, if I'm in a moment and I feel like I'm just on auto or just going through the motions, I'll kind of stop and like, oh, like, I didn't notice this around me or I didn't notice this design on the ceiling or something like that. Something so simple. Oh, beautiful. No, and I I think those are both profound. So thank you. I absolutely love both of those. Amazing. Amazing. So anything upcoming, like anything you want to share as far as like events or things you got going on? Well, uh, this weekend we have our chicky sessions happening. So we always have baby chicks. We do that every year in the spring. Um, And then we have lavender sessions. There's this beautiful lavender farm that we go to that's happening in the summer. And always a ton of stuff. We have social media. I say we, but (laughs) social media packages coming up. Bars, I started doing, I started offering mini boudoir packages for women that want to try doing boudoir, but aren't ready to commit to the full session. So they're little 15 minute ones and they get to kind of see what the whole boudoir world is all about. Amazing, amazing. And where can people find you? So, Instagram is the best way and my handle is at Sarah Amaral Photography or on Facebook uh, by the same name, Sarah Amaral. Perfect. Well, I absolutely love this conversation. I feel like I could literally talk to you for hours, but I so appreciate you um, being willing to come and share all, all of that. And I know that the right people will hear this and it will be meaningful and that there's something that everyone can take from it and I certainly just thank you for for your your unique and beautiful energy Melissa it's funny you're talking and I have my hand on my heart right now thank you so much I really appreciate it and this is one thing to check off my yay I did it because I was (laughs) you were amazing amazing you make it easy thank you for having me no I it's a blessing so Everyone, definitely, if you haven't already, check out Sarah's pages and her events that she's got coming up. And I can say that literally, like, every photo that I see that she posts is absolutely stunning, beautiful, and uh, creative. You can feel the energy within her work. So it's definitely something to something to check out and, and look forward to. So I will leave. I'll leave us there. But thanks again. And to everyone listening, thank you so much. Where to find me, there is the Spirit Room Podcast group on Facebook. You're welcome to join. And email melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. Lots of stuff, changes coming up as far as group readings coming back and all that other stuff. So definitely we'll, we'll keep in touch as things progress. But thank you everyone for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll talk soon. Take care.